Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ren with Dance With My Demons podcast. Are you looking to start a podcast? Then let Buzzsprout be the way. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show could be online and listed on all the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many more, just within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. With Buzzsprout, you can create something great together. Follow the link in the show notes, which lets Buzzsprout know we sent you. Buzzsprout will send you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and it's sent after a second paid invoice, and it helps support our show as well. Buzzsprout, the best way to create a great and professional podcast. Later. Hey, what's up? I'm Ren, the host of Dance With My Demons podcast. Are you looking to start a podcast? Then let Anchor be the way. With Anchor's creation tools, you can record and edit right from your smartphone and personal computer. Anchor offers 100% free hosting and distribution, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Anchor allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Who doesn't want to make money, right? Anchor has everything you need to make a successful podcast all in one place. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And don't forget to check out my podcast at anchor.fm slash dancingwithmydemons69 and on Spotify, Dancing With My Demons. See you all soon. Later. Bye. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ren, and welcome to Dance With My Demons. First off, let me uh, give you a little background on me. My name is Ren, obviously you heard. I'm 50 years old, and um, I was diagnosed with bipolar one back in 2008, so it makes it roughly about 12 years now that I've been diagnosed. And uh, I've been living or managing my bipolar life as best as possible um, for the past 12 years, definitely with periods of highest of highs and lowest of lows. And I've experienced a lot of dark times, but also some really great times too. A lot of, you know, creative periods, you know, which is probably one of the benefits that people with bipolar seem to, you know, gravitate towards is the great the creativity part. And then there's the, the dark part, uh, the depression and the side effects that might come with it. Um, the sleepless nights or the too much sleep and the um, possible drinking, possible uh, erratic spending or crazy sexual behavior. It's a little bit different for everybody. 
you know, I wouldn't sit here and, and pigeonhole one person one way because to me, bipolar for me, it's almost like it's like a fingerprint. Everybody's different and how you deal with it is different. And I don't like to stereotype anybody and I definitely don't want, you know, to put anybody into a type of box saying that, you know, this is the way you are and this is the way everybody is because it's not like that at all. And anybody with bipolar or any type of mental illness knows that. Um, but anyway, uh, probably the most important reason why I'm starting this podcast is because for the past almost 12 years, I haven't really had an outlet to speak. You know, obviously with people who have mental illness, no, there comes a stigma, which makes it real difficult to talk about, you know, family, friends, uh, you know, they're generally the ones that are a little bit more understanding and the ones that give you the most support, obviously, but not everybody is as fortunate to have that type of support. Some don't, some hear bipolar, hear mental illness, and right away, obviously, the first word that comes up is crazy, and that's not by any means the truth. You know, for me, the way it was pointed out to me is mental illness, it's a chemical imbalance in our brain, and how we process information how we look at things and how it affects our moods and our emotions and our well-being it all plays into it the chemical imbalance so that's what makes it kind of difficult you know for people to try to pinpoint you know why is one person one way and why is another person another way and i think the big stigma around uh, the crazy is because uh how you see things and i think a lot of how how people see things or just the worst case scenarios or how we see it on TV or how we see it on movies or, or what we hear on the news when we hear mental illness or this person had that or that person had that and usually revolves around violence or murders or uh, anything of that nature. And that makes it really hard for people with mental illness to be able to speak about it because there's that fear of stigma. Nobody wants to be looked at as crazy and nobody wants to be looked at as a stereotype of the worst possible case scenario. And I'm here to tell you, not everybody is like that. I cringe sometimes when I'm watching the news and I hear about how, you know, this murderer or this serial killer or this person had a mental illness or this shooter had a mental illness. I cringe whenever I hear something like that. Why? Because that's the worst case scenario. That's not everybody. And everybody is different. And people right away, especially what you see on a TV or on the news or on the internet or social media, people naturally gravitate towards the worst. Uh, for, for whatever reason, that's what they choose. They gravitate towards the worst. And that's scary. And that makes it harder for those that aren't in the worst case scenario do we have our battles and our demons? Absolutely. But not all of us are murderers or serial killers or domestic violence abusers or anything of that nature. You know, we're just people struggling, trying to get through our day. And I think that's why it's so important to me that I started this podcast. It's to be able to speak my truth and how I see things and open up the possibilities for others like myself to be able to speak freely and not be afraid to you know, say what we have to say and be judged or be looked at like crazy because it's the furthest from the truth. So I hope 
throughout the next episodes or however long I choose to keep this podcast going that any followers I may have kind of see where I'm coming from and if you are in a situation where you can relate to it you're more than welcome to speak up or send me messages and you know or I I just wanted to open up any possibilities to be able to talk to people or just to speak my truth and to put it all out there and make it a little bit easier for people with mental illness including myself to be able to function and deal with life and to be able to speak in life about it so I'll definitely be talking about all different ranges of topics you know from my relationships uh, my personal relationship with my girlfriend and how she copes with it my relationship with my family and my kids and my friends there's just so much to talk about um, but to me this is the starting point you know I, I, I nicknamed or I've labeled this episode the Genesis why because it's the beginning it's the beginning of my story my truth and my journey in this podcast and and me being able to tell my story and talk about my life so I hope any of you out there who are listening or will be listening will join me for the ride and I, I welcome all communication from any of you so you know for, the, for right now that's it and I'll be back in a few and we'll take it rolling we'll keep it rolling from there and let the journey begin thanks see you soon later What's up, everybody? This is Ren with Dance With My Demons podcast, and this is the second half of my first episode. I nicknamed it Origin Story. Anybody who knows me and will get to know me knows that I'm a big movie buff and superhero buff and science fiction buff. So like any true good science fiction or superhero movie, there's an origin story. Well, this is my origin story for my podcast. Mine starts November 21st, 2006, which was probably one of the top three or four worst days of my life. I came home from what was a typical day at work, come home six or seven in the afternoon, or in the evening, I should say, and to find my life as I've known it completely turned upside down. Uh, my wife and my kids were gone, and it was literally two days before Thanksgiving. And everything that I knew about my life up to that point was completely gone, shattered, upside down. Even though, which I won't get too much into because it's more personal, more stuff going on prior, um, it's still something that affected me profoundly and deeply and literally started the spiral downward of my life. And it will ultimately lead to a redemption but at that moment, it was my spiral downward and my discovering of my bipolar and finally getting evaluated. Uh, like I said, it was November 21st, 2006. I came home from work that evening or late afternoon to discover that my wife and my kids were gone and my whole life was completely shattered. And from that point on, I fell into a pretty deep depression. And from weeks on, and after that, it led to some pretty terrible insomnia, 
me not sleeping for hours on end. Probably a typical evening of sleep was probably an hour or two, maybe tops. And that went on for quite a few weeks. Um, I remember just literally putting myself in the most precarious situations, testing testing death I guess or testing the darkness of my life and seeing how far I could push it whether it was consciously or subconsciously I was doing it and I didn't care anymore I didn't care about anything in life um, I didn't care about happiness I didn't care about sadness I didn't fear life or death I didn't feel anything it was probably the most mind-numbing period of time in my life but at the same time, I can't completely hate on it because it led me to me finding myself and taking a journey, which will lead me to where I am today. But anyway, uh, it was just a very depressing and dark time. And I spent a year in a home that was nothing but filled with memories and sadness and bitterness even and not knowing what to do with it and I remember going to work working 15 16 hours on end not even wanting to go home because of the silence and the memories that were just sitting there waiting for me I remember having my boss tell me to finally go home like literally kick me out of work just so I would get out of there and I didn't want to it was probably the scariest part of my life was the silence uh, the silence in my head the silence in the home just not wanting to deal you know I put myself like I said put myself in situations that were probably weren't the greatest there was some drinking involved and hanging out with wrong elements and doing stuff that probably wasn't the healthiest for me at that time and it culminated into about almost two years after it was uh, September 11th, 2008, and at this point, I had given up the house that I had had and had a roommate and was living in an apartment with a roommate, which was like the roommate from hell, and I had reached, I think, the lowest of depressions, the lowest, lowest of points of my life that I just, I couldn't do it anymore, and I remember sitting in the dining room of the apartment that I lived in at that time and looking through this local paper and uh, there was an ad for like a depression clinic or something and the way the ad described it, it just described a bunch of symptoms and as I'm reading off all these symptoms, I'm literally thinking in my head, wow, that's all me. And so I ended up calling the number and, and making this appointment and actually going to the appointment and trying to see if I can get some kind of help or at least figure out, you know, what's going on. And I remember the psychiatrist that was at, you know, at the appointment, you know, evaluating me, examining me and telling me that, you know what, we can't really help you because it was a depression clinic. And I couldn't understand why I was like, wait a minute, these are all these symptoms are me, you know, why not? You know, and literally her telling me because you don't just suffer from depression you are bipolar and you need to seek other help greater than what we could give you and from that point on it kind of clicked in my head 
I thought I was going to be freaked out by hearing that, but thinking back to it, I really wasn't. It just, I guess it just kind of made sense. So she gave me a number and the name of a doctor to go see, and I took it, I called it, and I made an appointment with the psychiatrist, and it was probably one of the single most terrible experiences ever. I go meet this doctor, I sit down in his office, and he barely acknowledges me, asks me a bunch of quick questions, and hands me this quickie prescription for some medication, and that was it. Me, myself, personally, really am not a drug person, and it was really difficult to kind of be treated that way and to be looked at that way. And I looked at it like I was just some kind of disposable person that he had in his office who didn't really acknowledge. So, you know, I really didn't do anything with that prescription. I think I ended up just throwing it out and just being frustrated. I said, forget it. You know, I'll deal with it on my own. Um, Not too long after that appointment, I remember once again sitting in my apartment with this roommate from hell and just thinking back on my life you know, I've got to do something. There's just something wrong and I don't know how to fix it. And I remember calling my mom and here I was, you know, in my thirties at the time, probably 36, 37 years old and feeling really embarrassed and ashamed. And I had to call my mom and I remember her hearing my voice and she barely had to say two words. They were just real simple and I just knew that she got it. She said, come home. And at that point, coming home meant more to me than anything else because it was probably the safest place I could actually go where I knew nothing could hurt me. But at the same time, I knew that I needed a place to go heal. From that point on, I left where I was living. I went back home. I had to swallow my pride and and go back home. and and deal with whatever was going on inside me. I literally spent a whole year like in discovery mode. I remember like my first week or two being at home with my parents and not really knowing what to do. I knew that as much as my parents loved me, I didn't really want to be touched. I didn't want to be really held or even be consoled. I just wanted to be left alone to figure out what I needed to figure out. My mom, who I love tremendously, um, she got it. You know, she just knew well enough that all I needed was space and in due time I would come around. My dad, on the other hand, had a little more difficult of a time. He's as tough of of a man as he is. He wanted to hug me and he wanted to hold me and wanted to tell me that everything was going to be okay, even though he didn't know what was really going on inside me. He tried his best. God bless him. I love him to death. Um, But it, it was a little harder on him to see me that way. But from that point on, it was just self discovery mode. I remember one Saturday morning, um, literally at my parents' house, and they live out in the countryside of uh, Pennsylvania and it's very quiet where they live and they live kind of in a community area 
I remember literally walking out their front door and uh, it's what I like to call the Forrest Gump moment where he starts running and just keeps running. Well, it was kind of like that for me. You know, I would run. I started a, a pattern of running every day. It was a three mile run. And in that run, I just, it was just me, me and my thoughts and the road. And I felt like the more I ran, maybe the further away I would get from what I was feeling. And I kept doing it. I did it for over a year. I just kept running. And within that year, I also kept working out and kind of, I don't know, finding a routine or finding something to help me find peace of mind. Within that process, once again, I reached out for help from another doctor. Still pretty frustrated from my previous experience. I tried once again. I reached out to another doctor out there. This time it was a therapist and I spent a lot of time in therapy figuring things out with this gentleman and it was kind of good to get out so much that I had going on in my mind but within all this I was still dealing with so much depression I was you know at this point the mania hadn't hit it was just strictly depression um, I remember you know I was living such a strict and rigid schedule and sleeping and sleeping a lot became a regular thing for me it was the only thing I guess I knew like if I just slept slept worked and worked out it became my regimen but therapy definitely helped um, it definitely helped me deal with my feelings and everything that was going on in my head um, I was in a deep depression and it took a lot of time to kind of get out of that funk and it's probably a little over a year later one of my very good friends reached out to me for a night out just a night hanging out with the boys and with much hesitation on my part I I decided to go for it and I went out with some friends and we had a good time and I think from that point on was the start of me kind of letting go of depression and just kind of focusing on um, maintaining a positive routine and getting out of my head so much. But anyway, that's the start of my origin story. I don't want to get too much deeper tonight, but I will most likely continue on in the next episode. But it's like I said it's an origin story so it's going to take some time and I'm sure I'll be talking about this for quite a bit and it could be on and off but I hope you all stick with me and keep listening and you know hope anything I tell you from here on in helps if not you know at least I got to you know be my voice and speak what I have to say and you know get everything that I have inside out so you know from me to you This is Ren from Dancing With My Demons saying, stay strong in mind, stay healthy, but most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later.
I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'll be back with an all-new episode very soon. Until then, you can catch past episodes of Dance With My Demons podcast on anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast on. You can also catch me on Instagram at DanceWithMyDemon69, on Facebook, Dance With My Demons Podcast, on X at DWMD Podcast 69. And also, if you or somebody you know is going through an emotional or mental crisis, 988 is the National Suicide Lifeline. Keep that in mind. We're all in this together and everybody needs each other's help. So until then, stay strong in mind, stay strong in heart, but most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later.